Support for the PCTA Fire podcast comes exclusively from listeners like yourself. If you appreciate the work we're doing, please show your support by sharing the podcast on social media and leaving us a five-star review on your preferred podcast streaming service. Thanks once again for tuning in. And without any more delay, let's start the show. In 2016, I graduated from USF St. Pete with a bachelor's in English rhetoric and the short-term goal of teaching the English language abroad. In my early 20s, I became engrossed in travel culture and wanderlust, and my long-term goals were mainly on a figure-it-out kind of basis. I had made a habit of saving up a couple grand every year and leaving the country for extended periods of time. So, it was of no surprise when I met my future wife and quickly made plans with her to teach in the country of Colombia, changing the direction of my life forever. She would soon join the Peace Corps, and I would find a job with a state-sponsored nonprofit, placing us about four hours apart on the Caribbean coast. But that's a whole different story. We moved home after the better part of a year to focus on our relationship. Getting a job back home was harder than expected, but with my determination to not end up working back in restaurants, I floated around as a freelance writer for a couple different marketing agencies. However, my wife ended up landing a language arts position at her mother's school. After making little to no money for a few months and living at home with my mom, it wasn't hard to convince me to go back into the classroom, but this time as a high school English teacher. It was time to move out and start my life. I always tell my students that I never wanted to be a teacher. It seems like a lot of work without a lot of reward. And the low salaries are nothing new to the career. In fact, I feel like I'm telling students the same stuff my favorite teachers told me. Don't do it. Don't become a teacher. But the truth is, I just kind of fell into it and I love it. And I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Sure, sometimes I work outside the classroom. Yeah, I come into work about an hour early every day, but it's still a choice that makes me feel like I'm doing something meaningful with my life. And that's what keeps me a teacher here in Florida. In the last episode, Dr. Anna Margiata, Kelsey Donegan, and myself traveled by Amtrak from Tampa to Orlando to reach the 2023 NEA Representatives Assembly. I'm Brennan Pickett, and this is part two of a multi-series documenting our experiences as first-time delegates. After a long day of traveling antics, the first official day at the convention center came faster than we thought. None of us slept well, and the wake-up call was nice and early. The agenda for the day was not set to start until around 7.30 to 8.30, and end somewhere around in late afternoon. After dinner, we would meet in our hotel room to record our final thoughts for the day. Here's us trying to explain our morning through Dungeons and Dragons. Is it after a long rest or a short rest? You know, you, uh, well, I don't know about long rest last night. <laughs> <laughs> it was after a short rest. Ah, okay. A short, Something not very restful spells. rest. Yeah. 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 We helped ourselves to some hotel room coffee and met with the Florida caucus at 7.30 a.m. The first hurdle we needed to jump was figuring out what participating in a caucus even looks like. It's kind of like, you know how I'm always saying nothing is real. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is good. The concept of a caucus before felt very icky to me in a way, like almost inappropriate. Like a group of people are all deciding how they're going to vote and, you know, but like 
just because it's like, I feel like voting is very personal. Like you are deciding something based off of your experiences and beliefs. And I kind of made it more abstract in my mind. It is very cool to think about how we're deciding how like this pretend entity of the FEA is voting in in this, if it existed as a being. And what I like about it is that during our discussion in the caucus, we're learning about the bill. We're learning why, Mm -hmm. why, what, what different perspectives might consider it. So we're looking at different perspectives and these are perspectives you're probably guaranteed to run into on the actual NEA floor. So you're prepared to almost debate that if you understand the argument, right? And it's really nice hearing people in your own caucus, like in the Florida caucus, debating each other. They're, they're mm-hmm. voicing their disagreements and the reasons for their disagreements. And also, yeah, we're not, it's not like we're forced to vote not with at all. the caucus at all. <laughs> yeah. So it is, yeah, it does give a good perspective. I, I think, yeah, sorry, caucus. I, I voted, I think, with the caucus one time, actually, today. Today, yeah. But we'll you know, get to that. You know what I like about the caucus, too, though, is let's just imagine you're not going to read all 90 or 82 items on the list, right? Which is very likely because it's, like, repetitive sometimes. The caucus condenses things. The caucus, um, you can be lazy. <laughs> Let's say you really are focused on other things on the agenda mm-hmm. and not the boring budget stuff. They'll take care of that. Like, oh, FEA says that? Sure. Or yeah. FEA said that? I definitely are going to say no. Yeah, and, like, the people <laughs> who do go up, like, they say who they are and, like, why we should, like, at least the people who are good at speaking to the room tell us who they are and why we should care about, like, what they are saying to us, right? So, like, you don't, like, like yeah, like you said, you don't have to really know anything about any no. of this, which is, like, how I came in. And, like, you get introduced by everything there, like, in a smaller environment. I don't know. And the last point I heard you make um, before we got here was that these are things brought up by union members. Yeah, it's not just like magic ball, like leadership stuff. They're pulling stuff out of a hat. It's people in locals all around the country have said, this matters to me. I'm going to file something for it and I'm going to debate it on a floor with six, seven thousand other educators. It's really interesting. Reflecting from my experiences at NEA a few weeks later, I feel like this is the best definition I could find online. A group within an organization or political party, which meets independently to discuss strategy or tactics. It wasn't too different from any other big wig FEA meeting, in my opinion. We were just deciding as a group which business items would be the best interests of Florida and prioritizing our energy towards passing these resolutions on the floor. As always, President Andrew Spar recited over the meeting as chair, and we worked through a couple dozen items that would appear later during the assembly. Afterwards, we made our way to the convention center. Before we entered the actual assembly, we decided to check out some of the activities provided just outside the main hall ever been to any conference before some of like some regular conference stuff like there was uh the car dealership there yeah we hung out we almost anna and i almost stole a car (laughs) we went and sat in the car and checked it out a brand new red chevy blazer what else did we do the biden rainbow the biden Biden rainbow Rainbow. have you guys ever been on a biden rainbow Have you? Have I, you yeah, ever, Fox News warned me about this. Yeah, I was riding the Biden rainbow the whole way through this convention hall. <laughs> the Biden rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> They're okay. So they had this like activity thing set up. They had these like little cards, and they had five locations, and you had to get a sticker for each location. And like at each location, you do a thing, and all of the things related to Bi- like all the things related to Biden, yeah, right? Yeah, how great he is. Yeah, one of them was like a quiz on like wh- what things Biden has done recently and it was all stuff to make him look like really great. All the things um, he did, just listed things he did. 
It didn't list the things he failed at. Yeah. It, it listed the things he did. It was all <laughs> in a very specific context. Yeah. Just yeah. the things he did. It wasn't it wasn't lying to us. It was not lying. It was the truth. There was part of it too though. Like we made a phone call to I can't remember who we called. Oh, we called the Biden hotline. We like said things <laughs> that like we cared about. Like you like you leave a message about like stuff that you care about and whatever. But yeah, I I don't know. I I called it kind of Biden propaganda. It was. Um it, 100%. Yeah. Realizing that the assembly had commenced, we made it to our seats and acquainted ourselves with our local delegates and the rules and procedures. Union meetings are typically run under the Roberts Rules of Order. It's what they use in the British Parliament to conduct business. There's a lot to unpack when it comes to using Roberts Rules, but just understand that it's used to debate new business items that ultimately decide on whether we accept or deny them as a organization. The downside is your vote is in private as you're outright screaming yay or no. So at times, we, Kelsey, Anna, and I, felt pressured from our caucus to vote a certain way or felt resentment towards our colleagues for the way they voted. The NEA tried to address this by providing handheld voting machines, but they quickly malfunctioned. That's the whole thing is like, if your caucus says, hey, FEA is voting this way, part of what makes you feel comfortable voting against them when you think that's the right thing to do is you can just press a button. And fortunately, like for me, and I don't think anyone at FEA, I hope, I don't. it's a big organization, wouldn't make someone feel that there, I didn't feel any pressure from anyone. It felt very comfortable mm-hmm. that we could all voice our opinions, but I can't speak for every state's caucus. Our voters in the actual NEA meeting today, like we have these little voting electronic machines that we can vote on. They stopped working, <laughs> essentially, and we oh. had to go to a vocal vote and then for one of them a standing vote. And I, I, it's hard for me to believe that that doesn't affect anyone's vote. The ability to vote anonymously versus the having to yell I or no yeah. next to all of your co-workers and fellow delegates. and Because, like, honestly, I was judging some people. Like, there was someone who was sitting a few rows behind us who was, like, very, vocal. very, very loud and always the opposite of me yeah. in the in the queer and like the Palestinian, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, I, it sounds like you might not like queer people back there. I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's kind of accepted that you just kind of speak your mind though at yeah. those things. You're never gonna see that but guy that, again. Not everyone I think has the same ability or comfortability to do that. Yeah. You know it's what definitely I mean? something to get used to. Yeah. The NEA prides itself on being extremely democratic when it comes to debating how it spends our money. So, a lot of the work is done on the floor. This is contrary to AFT, where many business items are done in committee first before making it to the floor to debate. I'll be honest, I've been going to union meetings for a couple of years now, and I'm still learning the nuance of using Robert's rules strategically. However, it could be extremely frustrating since at times it felt the assembly was going nowhere. In some ways, these outings with union folk feel a little more theatrical than these earth-shattering budgetary moves to spread the labor movement around the nation. The overstimulation, it stung our patience. It was a lot. I wanted to throw a tantrum at one point in the middle. It was a fever dream? It was fever dreamy. Yeah. yeah. Fever dream? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was like the school board meetings in the fever dream way that like sometimes it's just like, what is ha- what what is anyone even saying right now? Yeah. The amount of people getting to the mic just to complain about their situation was staggering. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, 
I don't want to say that they're like a lot of their complaints were valid. Pretty valid. Though. We actually like, walked they around. Should, they should have done so, so over and over again. People went up, and it's like in between people making comments and arguments about like the actual business agenda you know the oh, things yeah. that we're doing they'll be like hey Just we're like, gonna in vote. between those things people will go up and be like there are these technical problems it'll be like hey we're gonna talk about how we're gonna vote on whether or not palestine's a place <laughs> and then people will interrupt and be like i'm sorry but the echo back here is just incredible we can't hear any- is someone okay. going to fix the audio and not yeah, even just someone they're like asking the president who's currently in the middle of talking to like seven thousand <laughs> delegates could you could you go back in the tech booth and figure this out uh, Becky, please. I can barely read the cap- captions. What is going uh, on? She handled that really well. She, I yeah, thought. she was really great. It happened all the time. So, so many, many times. times. And then, but like, it was also a mess. I did almost yeah. feel like maybe we should just stop for a minute or something or like I don't know like because like all three of us did walk around you guys yes. the these two guys they did it first because I did feel like a little like uh, these people are very complainy but like both of them came back and they were like uh, it does kind of suck so like yeah. I yeah. I walked around too and it was it is pretty it was echo. about echo their complaints were valid but it's just the fact that they kept doing it and like I get like especially watching today we got through you I think you said six out of 82 yeah Items, maybe and we're we're out of here on Thursday, right? You know what I mean? Like, I kind of thought the same thing. Like, maybe you should stop, but there's no time to stop. All these, we all have to go back to our lives. We all have to like. So we have to get through this stuff, and it's unfortunate, but it's also no one at NEA's fault. It it kept happening. It got to the point. I made the joke. I was like. Becky, I poop my pants. What do I do? Like it just, it just wouldn't stop. It wouldn't yeah. stop. And that's when the fear dream started. I was like, what? I was like, what are we even talking about right now? We were on this item and we jumped to a different because they also kept bringing up past items. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what made it so jarring is because like you you're going into this focus of the these things that matter very heavily to people's lives, and then you're just cut with that. Hello there. If you support the podcast, you can now donate directly to us from the link in the description. You can donate 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 monthly. Your donation can help get me, Aziz, off the streets. Well, unfortunately, Aziz will always be on the streets. He yearns for the streets. But your support will go towards producing high-quality episodes just like the one you're listening to right now. Your support helps us keep gas in the tank, food on our tables, and our classrooms full of pencils and paper. We all know edumacators all over America are undervalued and underpaid. Help us, mooks like me, continue to bring recognition and a voice to education professionals. Lunch soon approached, so we adjourned for the morning session. The rest of the day was spent on introducing the various items that caucuses all around the country had debated and taken a stance on. The first item we found interesting was MBI-1, a new business item requiring NEA to acknowledge the prevalence of discrimination and violence targeted at people who are perceived or identify as LGBTQ+. It lists several action steps for NEA to take to achieve this goal, and it would cost $583,400. Here's how we felt about it. The NBI-1, the first one... Yes. um, 
our caucus was like, it was us, Mississippi and Alabama, right? We're the only ones who were against the the first one. Us, Mississippi, and Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas. No, I'm sorry. You're right. It was Alabama. It was Alabama. Yeah. And it was on um, providing funding for like a whole bunch of like LGBTQ education type support. Very like good stuff. It was decided because the price tag was too high and there was language in it originally that said all states must do this. And they didn't think that it should be a must thing. The reasons that we decided to vote against it originally, like, made it even more embarrassing to me <laughs> yes. because it's like it was I, embarrassing. We should put more money into this. Like, I don't care. like. It, there are hundreds of anti-trans bills right now. Like, you need money to deal with that. So it almost felt like they put this up in the first place to be like, "Hey, Florida, you you need this, right? Like, this yeah. whole you this is for you." And we were like, "We're good, thank you." I, I feel like a lot of times uh, we talk in very vague terms. Yeah. This is very pro-LGBTQ, but it's good to hear exactly what it is. Yeah. So the proposal was for $583,400. And keep in mind, that's for the entire nation. That's not just Florida or our county. That's a budget for the whole country. And it says that the NEA acknowledges the prevalence of discrimination and violence targeted at people who are perceived or who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, and intersex. And then I'll go in, they're going to do, there's six main points of what they want to do to address that. They want to ensure a 2024 political strategy to defend public education and advance the vision and values of the NEA. And number two, in partnership with other organizations, they want to update guidance training for member and partner mobilization that presents a queer narrative and confronts and combats anti-LGBTQ legislation. Number three, in partnership with other organizations, making sure the school climate and culture is safe and welcoming, particularly addressing youth homelessness among queer students, as well as suicide and the need for access to gender-affirming care. And there are, like, a lot of, like, actionable steps outlined in there. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get Yeah, 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 absolutely. I know that's, like, the boring, dry stuff to listen to, but that's also, like, that's what's... You know what I mean? It's all good to say, Mm -hmm. like, we like LGBTQ kids, but, yeah, what exactly are we doing to help? The second item that felt significant for us was MBI3. It requires that the NEA will use existing digital communication tools to educate members and the general public about the history, culture, and struggles of Palestine. This item would only cost $9,500. And then there's Palestine. And then there's Palestine. Palestine. (laughs) And I think it's important to acknowledge that, of course, I want to protect Palestine and Palestinian people and, like, bring awareness to that. Or at the bare minimum, acknowledge that it's a place that exists, uh, which came up later, unfortunately. Which which was the the resolution, the uh, new business item was basically saying, hey, we should recognize Palestine. Yeah, that was the next one. <laughs> and yeah. that one sparked some controversy. Yeah, that was like, like he's not even being super dramatic. That is pretty much what it was. Like, use it, existing digital communications to educate members and the public about the history, culture, and struggles of Palestine. So this one guy comes up and he's complaining that they don't like gay people. So, yes. we, so we shouldn't we shouldn't support it. We just passed this first <laughs> thing about helping queer people and let's talk about Palestine for real. They, you know, it's a crime to be gay. And so we and like I said to Kelsey, like, so that means we don't recognize Palestinians as human beings now. Like, 
I don't know. And then he got owned. Yeah, the next woman who came up uh, talked after him, I uh, believe, was uh, Palestinian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, I'm wearing a shirt that says, say gay. We're not a monolith. Like, <laughs> yes, we're no, we're not all hating gay people. But, um, and then we thought we passed it after that. Like, it was so like, yes. yeah. Then we passed yeah. it. And we passed it. So and this was, like, it's important to we, mention, this is when the voting machines broke down yes. and we had to move to audible yays and no's. Correct. And yeah. then a challenger arrived. <laughs> Later. Yeah. Way later. Way later. What, like, hour? We're not we're not even like it's not even the fifth one. We're on like the sixth one. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about like amendments that would help kids with disabilities, I think, or somewhere around there. And we've moved. And this guy's like, I'm sorry, but like I don't think you heard that vote right, Becky, president <laughs> of, of NEA. So like, I don't think you heard that vote right. And he wasn't being straight up like that. He was like, from back here, like, it just sounded like that it was the same. Like, it really said, so, like, maybe we could do just, like, the electronic voting just for that one, just to make sure. And she, like, stopped. Like, she was like, so what you're saying, like, just to be clear, is you don't think that I called that correctly. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you mean. Soft power. Oh, yeah. That so was good. soft power. Yeah, and he did. He was, he did pull back. He was like, uh. uh no, no Miss Pringle. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. And then another person does something similar. Someone else brought that up, too, about the vote. It was a woman. I forget who. Because um, his kind of died away, but then another woman brings up the same issue. I think we heard that differently back here, and it sounded it sounded pretty 50-50. It sounded louder for the nose, so maybe you should redo it. So kind of wanting to squash this, I think, and move on with the division. day. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, and division is, look, okay, we do a yay-nay. Um, me and Kelsey go, yay. But, but Anna's really loud. Anna's like, no. So the person in the front's like, let's do that again. And we'll go, yay, a little bit louder maybe. But Anna, real timber in their voice, right? <laughs> no. You know and the halls shake. Well, then they're confused. They're like, ah, okay, we'll do a thing called division, which means if you are for it, you're going to stand up so you can visually see it. We did audible. Now we're going to do visual. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fine. I think we were uh, waving our uh, our papers. Yeah, too, everyone right? stood up. Yeah. yeah, and like we, I mean, look, you could tell it was a when, lot when it was people. audible. It was not a close vote by any no. means. Yeah, and she said that too. Pringle said that too. Yeah, like it was, like, she it was. She said not, specifically, it was not yes. close. And so, the, almost the entire uh, conference, a massive conference room. There's so many people, and there's huge. Almost everyone's on their feet in support of this. And then she goes, okay, and now can I have the nose stand? And it's like a baker's dozen it was of people. Laughably small. It was very laughable. And it was just, I was like, I hope you're embarrassed looking at this visual. Like, what did you think was going to happen this, making yeah. this play? You made this all happen. This is so obvious. And, oh, that, yeah, based <laughs> award game for of sure. cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, based award to Pringle. <laughs> yeah, thank you for wasting all of our time with your hatred. Can we please move on now? Yeah. Literally, your she hatred. was so good. <laughs> on the next episode of this multi-part series, we encounter more caucus, argue with bigots, and get lost in Robert's rules of order. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you share it with your friends and family, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on Spotify or any streaming service that you use. Until next time, guys. Peace.
like to remind our listeners that the Pinellas County School Board has scheduled upcoming meetings for the following dates, August 22nd, September 26th, October 10th, and November 14th at 10 a.m., as well as August 1st, September 12th, and October 24th at 5 p.m. It is of utmost importance for teachers, parents, and community members to attend these meetings and actively advocate for public education. We would also like to emphasize that the PCTA is currently engaged in negotiations to secure higher salaries for our dedicated professionals. Your presence and voice at these meetings can have a significant impact in helping us achieve our demands and foster a better educational environment for all stakeholders in our public schools. We extend a special thank you to Phil Belcastro for providing our captivating theme music and Artifact for contributing fantastic tracks during our intermissions. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Artifact's music at artifactjoints.bandcamp.com. Furthermore, we want to express a heartfelt gratitude to our dedicated staffers at PCTA, Jamie Beck and Brian Bowden, our esteemed executive director, Lindsay Blankenbaker, PCTA president, Lee Bryant, PESPA president, Nellie Hanez, and all of our supporters within the podcast community. Your unwavering support and dedication has been instrumental in keeping us motivated for the challenges ahead. That's it for today. I'm Brennan Pickett. Peace out, guys.